start. This is going to be episode uh, one of Overlord Review. Uh, today we are just going to be going over uh, today's pickups. I, uh, I had the day off and I went through and uh, hit a couple of my uh, retro shops around town, mom and pop shops, and I got a pretty good lot today. Uh, I got a pretty good friend of mine, AJ Snyder, on the other side of Ohio, and we're just going to be talking about today's pickups. How do you feel, AJ? Okay, so just let me know. Let's see. Do you want to start with a movie or a game? Okay. Uh, let's see. The first pickup I had today was Super Monkey Ball 2 for my GameCube. Okay. Did you ever play Super Monkey Ball 2? A long, long time ago. Okay, so here's my thing. Me and Paris used to play this all the time. Uh, Monkey Ball 1 and 2 on our GameCube, we were really little. And I feel like, and I've heard this from a lot of other people, you play more time playing Monkey Target than you do playing Monkey Ball. Did you, did you get addicted to the Monkey Target minigame? No, I didn't really play it that much. I played it off and on. Okay, Monkey Target is the most addicting minigame in any game whatever. It, it, it's it's phenomenal. It's 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 addicting. All right. Yeah, no, and I got it complete. The only problem is it's player's choice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, next game. Tenchu, Wrath of Heaven, PlayStation 2. Tenchu. Uh, yeah, it's the sequel to one of those those two uh, Tenchu Stealth Assassins games on the PlayStation 1. I never had a chance to play them. Yeah. Um, honestly, I know nothing about this. I just saw it for two bucks, and I heard they were good, so I figured I'd give it a second chance. I need to get Samurai in the game anyway, yeah, I, kn I think that has a lot to do with, like, samurai and all kinds of shit like that. Um, I'm going to save this last game for, for the end, because I've, I've played through half of it and I liked it. So we'll save that for the end. Uh, let's skip into movies. I'm going to start off with something you're going to love, because I know you're a horror fan. Um, and this is the only one. I've seen most of them. But this is the only one that can actually scare me down to my core. I uh, picked up the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Special Edition. And this is actually going to be the original Toby Hooper version from the 70s. Okay, so the really good version. Yeah, the one that's actually ungodly scary. Okay. Um, good one. Yeah. Did you ever hear that... Yeah, yeah, the original. Did you ever hear that rumor about the what Gunther Hansen did on set when they were recording the uh, scene where she got her hands cut? Where he accidentally actually cut her? No, it wasn't accidental. They they redid that scene like 30 times, and he was getting pissed off, and I guess he was drunk. So the knife, they had duct tape over it so it wouldn't cut her. And he was in full makeup and costume, and he was sweating because they're in the middle of Texas. And finally, he got so pissed off because uh, she wasn't acting good and she wasn't believable. And he was tired of redoing the scene. So when no one was looking, he peeled the duct tape off. So when they started rolling, he sliced the fuck out of her hand. And when she saw that she really got cut, she started freaking out. And uh, Toby Hooper liked it. So they uh, that actually ended the scene. 
I remember uh, hearing how um, they actually took the chains off of the chainsaw for that movie. That um, they also had to cover it up with duct tape so they didn't get copyrighted on the chainsaw itself. I know. I heard a bunch of things. I heard uh, there was a, a, a interview a couple of years ago, or maybe it could have been longer, with uh, uh, Peter Jackson. And I guess he's a big vegetarian, and he said the movie that really, really, really made him a vegetarian was when he went and saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> it's a pretty scary movie. He said, well, here's, here's the thing why I think the text, the original, not the remakes, not the sequels, the original is probably the scariest horror movie ever, is because, okay, when you're watching Friday the 13th, you know, it's unbelievable. You know, he, he stabs you with a curling iron and electrocutes you. Or he just chops your head off, or something. Uh, in a lot of the remakes, when when you get when, when uh, Leatherface hits him with a chainsaw, he just gashes, just destroys them, rips them apart. In the original, the family is cannibals. Yeah. So when you look at it from you know you know when you have a piece of steak, do we kill the cow by beating it to a bloody pulp? No, because that ruins the meat. So I think the scariest moment when I watched this when I was like 15 is when the guy in the beginning walks through looking for his girlfriend. Leatherface just hits him on the top of the head with a hammer and he's dead. He he doesn't cut him up with a chainsaw. He doesn't rip his head off. He doesn't pull his organs out. He hits him with a hammer and then he picks him up and he puts him on a meat hook. You know, it's not even gory. I don't even think there's a bit of blood in the entire scene. And that's probably the scariest scene in any horror movie I have ever seen. I do like the new Leatherface that just recently came out. So have you seen that one yet? Uh, is that the origins where he? Uh, it's there. Killed. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that yeah. one I have not seen. The most recent one I saw was the one with Alexandria Daddario. Okay, yeah, this one came out in 2017. It's pretty good. It's not like good, good, but you know, I mean, for a sequel, it's not bad. Yeah, um, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, uh, like I said, the last one I saw was the one with Scott Eastwood and Alexander Daddario. And I thought that was better than most of the sequels. Um, But, you know, still not as good as, not as scary as, here's my thing. I think the things you don't see scare you worse than the things you do see. Yeah, of course. Because, like, I go back to the whole thing, the original Texas Chainsaw is not even that gory it because of all the sequels it has this giant um aura surrounding it about being gory it's really not gory i mean at the end when he chainsaws the kid in the wheelchair that's pretty gory but most of the scenes there's not even that much blood he just does what he did at the factory where that the slaughterhouse he hits him with the hammer he puts him on a meat hook you know there's not even that blood he's not pulling organs out but it's so believable because real cannibals in the middle of nowhere, if that's their food supply, they're not going to ruin their meat. They're going to hit you with a hammer, put you on a meat hook, and that's the scariest thing because it's it's real. It is 100% believable. Well, you got to you gotta find they're basing it off of that Dean himself. Yeah, uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, the whole thing is inspired by Ed Gein. So at that point, it was more believable. As it went on, it got less believable because they kind of lost the whole Ed Gein personality a little more blurry, so. Yeah, especially with the with Chex's Chainsaw Massacre 2, which was a direct sequel to that family. 
Yeah. Uh, that was just that was that was just a fucking oh god I don't even know what to say. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's not necessary. It, yeah, it's terrible. I'm I'm stuttering because I don't even know what the fuck to say. But yeah, no. I, but the original special edition, I don't know what's special about it. But yeah, like I said, this is part of my pickups today. I think I paid a buck for it, and it's definitely worthy of putting on my shelf. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, should I keep in the mood of horror? No, let's switch up. We'll come back to horror. Okay, uh, let's see. I picked up... Ooh, this is a polar opposite. The Green Hornet movie with uh, Seth Rogen and Cameron Diaz. Okay. Did you ever see that? Uh, no, but I know the exact day it came out. Well, what day did it come out? It came out on my birthday in January. It came out on my birthday in 2011. No shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but you've never seen it? No, I never saw it, but I, yeah, I've heard of it. I'm pretty sure it did absolutely terrible with reviews, but I remember the thing I remember the most is, uh, I don't remember what comedian, but they were doing a thing on TV, and he's got a piano, and he's singing songs, and he's like, skinny Seth Rogen. Because I guess Seth Rogen lost a whole bunch of weight for the whole for the yeah, movie. Yeah. Um, but I I personally liked it. You know, I thought it was hilarious. I liked uh, Jay Chow, and I liked Seth Rogen as a slacker, playboy, incompetent fool who wants to become a superhero like Batman. I get yeah. that it's it's you know it's completely different from the original where it's an actual superhero. But I personally liked it. I thought it was hilarious. I enjoyed it. I think I watched it maybe ten times when we rented it from Family Video. So once again, that's another good one I got to put in my collection today. Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, next one. Let's see. Do I have anything that you? Ooh, I do, because I know you absolutely love the original. I don't know if you've seen this version though. Okay, so you're familiar with Night of the Living Dead, correct? the beginning of the dead films uh george romero you know started his whole career or it started the whole zombie genre um it had a whole bunch of political stuff that it was pushing uh it set you know it proved you know it's it it helped stop you know not stop but they were definitely a, a pioneer for stopping racial segregation in cinema uh, with having the the final person to survive and one of the main characters to be African-American. Yeah. Um, anyway, so in 1990, they decided to remake it. And they let Tom, Tom Savini, the uh, special effects person from Dawn of the Dead... The first Friday and second Friday, uh, one of the best special effects uh, guys in the business, he decided to get in the directing chair. So in 1990, they did a complete remake of the original, and they didn't change very much. It was kind of like a carbon copy, just with you know a couple new things here and there from the 90s. And it was... It was, I mean, I liked it. I liked it. It was cool, especially if uh, you're really big into horror films and you're dating somebody or married to somebody 
and they just refuse to watch black and white movies or even older movies, it's a lot easier to get them to watch something from 1990 versus 1968, especially with it being in color. Because the other remake is that one with the the guy from uh, what's that Rob Zombie movie? Uh, which one? Uh, the really messed up one. There's a few of those. Yeah, yeah, that's a really bad description. I know. Go fuck myself. No, um, the Devil's Rejects. Okay, yeah. I, I think his name is Sid something. They had a, a completely 3D remake in like 2009 that it's not a bad watch, but it is a bad film. But it's like one of those so bad it's good because the film is terrible. The IP that it's remaking is iconic in horror. Yeah. And it's just, it's the whole thing is terrible. So it's nice to have a remake that follows the original structure, is also a good film... And you can easily get somebody to get into. The only thing in 1991 is instead of having the main uh, character, like the original being the African-American actor, I can't remember his name, in this one, they've made that woman, instead of being you know, ignorant and scared completely go crazy, they made her a strong female lead, which is nice because after, you know, after Alien and Aliens, you could see around 85 uh, to like 90, they were really trying horror movies to push strong female ladies. Yeah, yeah. Another thing about Rob Zombie and the remake of these was when he tried to do a remake of Halloween and it just bombed. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I personally liked the first one. It was the second one I thought was absolutely atrocious. I think they both were bad because they have all the original storyline, but I could see that. Most remakes don't. That one's actually one that did to a pretty good point. Yeah. Okay. I have anime, sci-fi, comedy, and drama. Which one are you wanting me to pull from? Uh, let's do anime. I don't know anything about it. Let's do it. Okay. And and I don't. I'm I'm not well versed in anime. I know what I like, and I watch the same thing over and over again. But whenever I find one for cheap that I don't know and it doesn't look like it's going to be terrible, I like to try new things. So, let's see. This one is called Phantom Boy. And I remember this coming out when I worked at Family Video a couple years ago. I never watched it. Let me see what it says on the back here. Okay. New York is in trouble, and only one boy can save it in this heart-thumping animated adventure from the Academy Award-nominated directors of A Cat in Paris. When Leo discovers he has the power to leave his body and float about New York as a ghost, the 11-year-old superhero best friend's Alex, who was injured while trying to capture the face, a mysterious new villain, uh, when the gangster threatens to unleash a virus that will plunge the city into chaos, Leo and Alex have 24 hours to stop the evil plot before the New York is brought to its knees. And then, yeah, like I said, whenever I find something that looks different, you know, that doesn't look terrible, I like to pick it up and see if it's going to be anything good. But we'll find out. Maybe maybe in the next episode I can tell you if it was good or not. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Sounds good about that one, though. 
Yeah. The fact that uh, he discovered he can see the body of a that's what I'm wondering. I think it'll be fun to watch. I'm. It, it looks like something that Studio Ghibli would have done, or Ghibli, I'm sorry. And I'm a big Studio Ghibli fan. Uh, I've seen all like three of the movies, and I, I'm trying to remedy that. But so when I saw it, I'm like, that looks like a, a Ghibli movie. I think I would enjoy that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you want to just get this last anime one out of the way? Might as well. Okay. Now this movie bombed so bad it actually bankrupted the company who started it forcing them into a merger that has made them one of the biggest video game developers and producers right now okay, okay. And that movie is Final Fantasy The Spirits Within okay uh, it, when it was coming out it was Squaresoft and they uh, they wanted to make a Final Fantasy movie. They wanted it to be all CG. They were putting millions and millions of dollars into this. They were putting all of their money into this. It was going to be the biggest thing ever. It had the Final Fantasy name. It came out in like 2001. So Final Fantasy X had just come out. I mean, and it reviewed pretty well. I believe even Siskel and Eber actually enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, they gave it two thumbs up. So, and it's not a bad film. There's a lot of people who dislike it. I personally, but any, I love it. I've always loved it. Every time I've watched it, I think it's a fantastic film, and I really enjoy it. But I guess in 2001, when a lot of people, adults, who this movie was meant for, were not big into watching animated films at the cinema. It yeah. just, like right now in 2019, anime and animated films are big. Yeah. Everybody is, that stigma is, is leaving and people are looking at not necessarily as, oh, it's anime. They're looking at it as a film and they're like, is it good or bad? Not judging it by how it was created. But, you know, back then it was different. So it lost so much money that... Enix, who makes the Dragon Quest games and makes their own RPGs like Squaresoft's rival, said they decided to merge so that Squaresoft wouldn't go out of business so that Enix could get all the Final Fantasies and all the other stuff they owned. So that's why today it's called Square Enix. Yeah, I can tell you right now, I'm not a fan of the whole CGI movie process, but I just like to like how they do think it's trying to kind of, you know, transition it away from actors in the movies to the CGI. Yeah. Like, cool CGI. I mean, I like CGI movies, like Star Wars and stuff, but like, with the human. CGI movie, you would not watch, or you, you're getting better with it? I'm, I'm not a fan of them. I'll watch them, but just, they're not my cup of tea. Yeah. I said that, um, and this shows the difference, okay? Uh, Resident Evil... Capcom, they waited a number of years till they released the first CG Resident Evil movie. I think it was 2008 or 2009, and it actually did pretty good to the point that they just released the third one, and they could make money. And, and here's the thing. When the first one came out, I said I will never watch the CG Resident Evil movies. I think that is so stupid. 
And then, you know, I decided one day I found, you know, Degeneration, the first one, at FYE for like two bucks. I watched it. Like, you know, I, I will admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. I I got past the whole CG, and I, I enjoyed it. The story was good. It was it was nice. I, I liked it. It was a good action film. And then the other day, I watched Damnation, and I thought it was really good. I think it's the best. Okay. Better than all, all three. The best one is Damnation. And then I watched half of Vendetta before I had to leave for work. So I got to finish that. But I liked Vendetta too. I really liked the villain in Vendetta. Uh, crazy arms dealer who, who was just batshit crazy. Um, I liked it. So that just shows, you know, what would have happened if Capcom in the beginning, you know, Resident Evil 3 is about to come out. It's not even as, you know, as big as it is right now. And they decide, okay, we're going to make a CG movie. You know, it might have bankrupted them too, but they waited till, you know, CG was a lot more acceptable in cinema, and they actually made money off of it enough to still, in 2017, release a third CG film. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Next film is a sci-fi film, and I can't remember how this reviewed... But I feel like it's been forgotten because sequel was a B movie. The third film was a severely a B movie. I, I think the studio that released it maybe spent thirty dollars making it. But the first film was they spent money on it. It was a triple A film, and I don't think it was very well received at the time. And it's definitely a forgotten film. But I I loved it when it came out. I think it's a great sci-fi time-traveling movie, and that is the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, why don't you give me your feelings on it, and then I'll go into my my feelings. I mean, I like really good movie. Uh, good enough that it even had a did it get remade like just a few years ago? No, it got two really bad sequels. This one got remade. But um, no, I like that. Was a pretty good movie. Uh, I like the plot of it and all that. I mean, so that it did at the after, of course. With the people probably deserving more money than they would give it. Yeah, I like it's like you. You know, we all know the time machine builds a machine, goes back in time. It's been done a hundred times. Not to say it's bad. Like I loved. Uh, Lines, and I like you know both remake or versions of the time machine, but it's good when it's a refreshing new version. I like the fact that he can read a passage of his journal, and that's how he goes back by by remembering basically. And his dad, it was photos. He could look at photos, and it would send him back in time. Yeah, it was. I liked it. I thought it was is it was unique. I've not seen anything like that recently. Um, and it was it was a thriller. It wasn't an action movie or something. It was, uh, you know, I've done bad things. And I fix them and I make things worse, and and just I keep fucking shit up. And even when I do good, I fuck it up more. I liked it. I liked all of the different aspects of it and I like so I think that movie's been forgotten 
and that's kind of sad because it's a good sci-fi movie you know and it's I think the acting was good and I just can't think it kind of sucks that it's honestly forgotten yeah, yeah definitely um, next we're going to go with one you should know pretty good we're going to go with James Cameron's The Terminator okay I picked this up yeah yeah uh, I picked this up for I think two bucks on Blu-ray not bad. Two bucks on Blu-ray. Yeah, especially for I. I love the Terminator one and two. I think three is okay. Four was trash. Five was trash. But I hear that James Cameron is producing, and one of his friends is directing, and they're writing it together. They are making a sixth Terminator that takes place directly after two, and ignores every other film what a lot of series seems to be doing lately. It's because these companies are taking the IP away from the creators who know what they're doing, and they're ruining it. Like yeah. how Fox ruined Aliens as the greatest action movie ever made, and then you have Alien 3, one of the worst films ever made. Alien 4, one of the even worst films ever made. You know, and then finally they gave it back to Ridley Scott and we got Prometheus and we got Alien Covenant and we're going to get another one and, and he brought it back he reined it in and then we had so 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 many terrible Halloween movies I wouldn't think they were terrible I like Halloween movies but okay I, I, I think okay I will give you two okay one was good two was good three I'm not going to count because it's a good film, Three but times. it's not a Michael Myers Halloween movie. Three, so, I liked four. I think I might have liked four more than I liked one. But five was terrible. Six was terrible. H2O was okay. I thought H2O was okay. I personally thought all of the Halloweens were great. You cannot, honest to God, tell me that the fucking Curse of Michael Myers was a good film. I enjoyed it. I've enjoyed that one. I've enjoyed The Revenge of Michael Myers. To be fair, to be fair, I'm pretty sure you're fucking retarded. I mean, or I just know horror better. Okay, that's a false. The Curse of Michael Myers was fucking atrocious. I thought it was pretty good. It was a terrible movie. It was better than anything else getting made at the time in the horror industry. It's fucking terrible. But... Disagree. But then they, you know, Danny McBride, and with John Carpenter's blessing, they just released Halloween, and it's fucking phenomenal. And then, of course, again, they're going to make Halloween uh, another Halloween and yes, they are. They, next got, year. they got greenlit. Yeah. I'm excited about that. The first Halloween sequel I'm excited for. Yep. Uh, Michael Myers is going to be back then, I've heard. Yeah, but back to The Terminator. Um, this is actually interesting. If you look at the cover for Metal Gear on the NES, 1989 Metal Gear, mm-hmm. or the MSX2 version in Japan, the cover... Hideo Kojima is a super nerd for American movies to the point that his game Snatcher is literally just him 
remaking Blade Runner because he he loves he loves American sci-fi. He really does. So the cover for Metal Gear is literally just Kyle Reese. It's literally taken right from the movie. Kyle Reese with his gun up against the wall right before he battles the Terminators in the future. They literally just did some Photoshop and took the picture of Kyle Reese. And they're like, okay, this is going to be the cover of Metal Gear. Uh, So we're going to assume that Kyle Reese is supposed to be Snake. So I, uh, that's, that's a cool, cause I always, I'd always play Metal Gear on my NES, you know, and I'm like, this looks familiar. Like, where have I seen this before? And then I was watching the angry video game nerd review and he said the same thing. And then he's like, is that fucking Kyle Reese from Terminator? And he pulled up the pictures. He's like, yes, it is. It, it finally answered that question. Now here is a weird 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 fucking movie stranger than fiction with will ferrell yes have you seen it i know the comedy because will ferrell's there it is a com it is it is okay i get i get one per video this is my one okay or i guess one one for per podcast anyway this stranger than fiction is stranger than fiction it's a good film it's a good film okay so here's the the premise okay this guy is boring and he's not cool and he's just he's normal he's a normal guy and then one and then yeah kinda and then one day he starts hearing a narrator narrating his life and saying things he's gonna do and he starts freaking out and it turns out that for some reason, this woman is writing a book, and her book is about him. So for some weird way, every time she writes something down, it happens to him. And he can hear the narration in his own. The universe is narrating him as she writes the book. So she starts writing all this stuff to happen to him, and and he's not in control of his life and it's it's weird it's got a it's got an amazing cast it's got dustin hoffman and queen latifah uh i said will ferrell of course um i loved it i like it but it's just weird it's it's a weird movie like there's a part in it okay spoilers spoilers where she finishes the book because she's a very famous author and she's talking to this guy's friend who is a therapist and he's a big fan of hers and how she originally is writing the book to end is for him to die at the end and Dustin Hoffman reads this and even though that's his friend and he should say no you have to change it he's like man but that's so perfect that's a perfect ending to this book He's like, you have to kill him, even knowing that that'll kill his friend, which is so fucked up. And she doesn't. She changed it for him to survive at the end. But it's like so fucked up that he's like, yeah, I'm okay with my my friend dying for a purpose of the book having a good ending. Yeah, I guess fucked up. Sounds a little fucked up. Okay, uh, the next Blu-ray picked up for like two bucks. 
is one of Harrison Ford's first films. I think it's one of George Lucas's first times he directed, and it's a fucking classic. Have you ever seen American Graffiti? Yes, yes. I've seen it at the drive-in. Okay, I I love this movie. It's really good, really. It is. I think I I like it. It's one of those movies where you you finish it and you kind of want to restart it. I really enjoyed the car strike. You know, I like old cars. Yeah. So seeing those old cars is really cool on the big screen. So I guess, and I was reading this in an interview, you know the really sexy girl in the very expensive car that they're trying to find all night? Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't afford to buy or rent that car for the production. So they found this rich dude who would let them use it. Yeah. So like he would freak out and make this girl really nervous. So then she'd get into this hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollar car at the time and she would have to drive it down the street. And if anything happened to it, she was liable. So she she's supposed to look really cool and rich and attractive. And she's in this car driving and she's freaking the fuck out because she's gonna be liable for more money than she's ever seen in her life if she fucks up. Yeah. But uh yeah, I, I liked American Graffiti. Okay, we're down to two more movies and one game. Alright. Okay. Uh last last film uh, one of the last films I picked up. Have you ever seen The Departed? With, let's see, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, let's see, Jack Nicholson, and Matt Damon. I don't believe I have. It's been years. It's 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 a Martin Scorsese film, which is, is, is good. I love Goodfellas. Yeah. And so many arguments, because I have said, and I will always say, Goodfellas is better than Godfather. And that's honestly that's how I feel. I think Goodfellas is better than Godfather. Okay. But basically, I guess the this movie is uh, a Jack Nicholson's like a mob boss, and he doesn't want to get in trouble, and he wants to know what the police are doing. So he takes one of his really young underlings, and he makes him go to police academy, and spend years and years and years working his way through the police department. So he will always have, you know, an informant. It's literally an officer with the police, not just somebody he's paying. Yeah. And I guess there's all kinds of different double crosses and everybody has like three or four agendas to the point that you don't even know who is who until the end. I, I can't remember everything, but I remember it was a really good drama. Okay. So I would recommend you watching that if you have not seen it. Okay. Yeah, um, my final film gonna be. How do you feel about? Um, oh, geez, what is his name? Django Unchained, Kill Bill, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino's all right. He's not my favorite director, but he's not a bad director. Okay, have you ever seen Reservoir Dogs? Uh, the bank robbing movie yeah. with 
Harvey Keitel and Steve Buscemi and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it's been a long time. I definitely watched Reservoir Dogs. I think uh, Reservoir Dogs is the first Quentin Tarantino movie I ever saw, which my favorite is Dust Till Dawn, but the first one I ever saw was Reservoir Dogs. And and I'm like, someone asked me once, they said, uh, how would you describe Quentin Tarantino's films? And I said, well, there's a part in Reservoir Dogs where this dude is like sweating and he's like freaking out because they just robbed a bank and he's drinking heavily. And he pulls out a razor blade like old time barbers would use. Yeah. And he's singing to uh, Stuck in the Middle with You. And he's like dancing. And they got a cop tied up to a chair. And he just takes the dude's ear as he's dancing and just cuts it right the fuck off. I said, that's kind of what a Quentin Tarantino movie is like. Okay. I can see that. But. Uh, so there's that. Um, okay, we're on the last thing. Last game I picked up today. Okay, last game I picked up today is an RPG. There's three of them on the PS2. There's a trilogy. And they are literally known for having the longest cutscenes for the longest time. I believe one, I think the beginning cutscene is like half an hour. It is Zeno Saga Episode 2. Je sais van Gut and Bosse. Okay. And I don't think you know anything about any of these, do you? Nope. Basically, it's sci fi, it's the future, it's an RPG, and there's mechs, and it's fucking fun as shit. Okay. And they're very long. Very, very, very long. Alright. That's about it? About it for that game. Yeah, and that is everything I picked up today on my wonderful day off. Going to all my uh, thrift shops and hot shops. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add? I don't think so. Okay, so that, I think that's going to round it up for episode one of Overlord Review. Um, I can't think of anything else. Uh, yeah, so have a good night.